it's another exciting episode of the Losing Sucks Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Blanton, along with my trusty co-host, as usual, Travis Masterson. We are two cool dudes on the mics, and we've got some football. Week 9 to talk about episode 31. I I got nothing in terms of who number 31 is. I don't know if you have anything. Anyone come to mind? Well, I have a couple for you. <laughs> oh, of course <laughs> absolutely, you do. I absolutely do. Okay. Um, I'm me. just going to give you one, and oh. I want to know what your what your initial reaction. Actually, I'll give you two guys, both cornerbacks. Oh, all right. Corner. Cornerbacks. Number one, I want you to tell me. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of these two guys, and see if it lines up with mine. I'm thinking of one, but hit me. Number one, Cortland Finnegan. Oh, Andre Johnson for sure. Yes, sir. That is the answer <laughs> I was looking for. That man 100%. got his face beat in by the great Andre right. Johnson. You don't you better, mess you, with you, Andre. You come with the man. You better come right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. As a uh, as somebody who grew up in Houston, that's like one of our favorite sports memories of the last. 20 years for sure yeah instead of ordering pay-per-views for boxing i order i just rewatched that <laughs> that's all you have to do it's free on youtube number two antonio cromarty as soon as you said cornerback i'm like <laughs> i know who you know what uh what comes to mind when i think of antonio cromarty is daycare um, thank you we're on the same page <laughs> i was like wow got, first like, thing that comes to my mind kids <laughs> yeah that dude probably it's like pays 13 like, of them Eighty thousand dollars in daycare costs, like that dude. It is, is like an 14, insane amount. Fourteen kids, I think, legitimately, it's ridiculous. Like I'm telling you, you could retire and still make the same. Oh, you're wow, well, you're right on the money. I just googled Antonio Cromartie kids count, and it says he is the father of fourteen children. Oh yeah, and that's not like fostering kids or like out of the goodness of his heart. That was like he went to like five clubs in like a week, and then he's got fourteen kids. So in August of this year, he had a vasectomy. That is probably the news of the show. That's like, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna drop the atomic bomb. After that, no more bombs. No more bombs. All right, welcome. Uh, you're welcome for the shout out, Antonio Cromartie. If you're listening, there you go. Thank. Welcome and, back and in your the whole spotlight. army of children. Uh, Travis, episode 31's got some good stuff in it. We got a Thursday night preview of course we're going to be breaking down some of the other week nine games we've got our big picks of the week as usual and then of course we've got does it bounce got some guys we think are going to bounce back or not and then of course we've got a reappearance of the fantasy fight club followed by the ridiculously uncomfortable would you rather question so becoming the infamous segment of the show the would you rather yeah you know what it's growing on me. believe it or not i get people messaging us on twitter saying hey great show by the way i'm team spoon over fork naturally i'm like wow you listen to every minute of the show because that was the last segment that's incredible that those are thank you shout out to the real ogs who are doing that I, i appreciate you i appreciate you let's jump right into it man like a uh like a skinny kid off a diving board we are uh we are into this we got the Thursday night preview. Tell me about one of the one of the hottest unlikely teams to win a game last week over the yeah amazing Cincinnati Bengals. Do they repeat it? Tell me about these Jets, man. Well, we got the Colts and the Jets, and the Jets, the 
Um, in the last week, they are undefeated. So I, I, I like them. Um, they're facing the Colts, as I said. Man, what an intriguing matchup because the storyline for the Jets is just like this ragtag group. I They won last week against the Bengals, and it's just ridiculous because coming back the way they did and in the fashion that they did, my goodness, man. Mike White, this dude, my man. Just Balls. All, all <laughs> around. Just confidence all over the place. He's like, oh, okay, a tiny corner in the end zone? Yeah, I'll flip it into the end zone. Kendrick yeah. Bourne, you got it. Michael Carter, 14 targets for you. You're my guy. Just just bravado. Way to go, dude. But in this matchup, in this matchup, in this particular game, ooh, it's going to be... It's like it reminds me of Rocky 1. They're going to get punched in the face so many times because the other team, the Colts, has Jonathan Taylor. And that dude, that dude plays no games. Uh he comes he comes to do one thing and that's that's score touchdowns and chew bubble gum. And he uh he's all out of gum. It usually works against the Jets too. Yeah, you, Carson Wentz you're not going to have to rely on him. Michael Pittman could have a game, but here the the more focal piece is obviously going to be Jonathan Taylor, it's easy to run on the Jets. Um, but more focusing on the Jets because really the only relevant pieces here that you are actually going to start for the Colts, you know, streaming option. I don't really consider, you know, Carson Wentz a streamer. Um, you know, traditionally this year. He's out there though. He's he's on he's on a few waivers. I sure. saw him today. Yeah, I, I mean he'll be available. Don't get me wrong. Like in yeah. you know, ten team he leagues, should have a nice week. He should be available. Um but I'm saying like this week, yeah, the Jets don't necessarily just give it up through the air. Typically, it's you're able to get it down on the ground. Um, so the quarterback typically, like the game that uh, Joe Burrow had last week, kind of an outlier um, when it comes to quarterback play against the Jets. But what you're looking at for this game, I'm more focused on the Jets because you may be in a position where you have to start a Jet. I think you can start Michael Carter comfortably. Um, after the volume you're seeing there, I think... Yeah, you have to. I think... You, RB1 overall last week, but I don't know that anybody else... You, Corey Davis is supposed to be out. Yeah, so maybe... You can't really start Crowder. any pass catchers. You um, think so? Yeah, I mean, a guy that's gonna, that could see a bunch of targets. I think he saw eight targets last last week, eight, nine targets. Sure, PPR league, fire him up. Um, other than that, I think those are the guys I feel comfortable with. And then on the Colts side, you're going Jonathan Taylor for sure. Yeah, um, Pittman. Yeah, you, th- you have to throw Pittman out there. You can't sit Pittman. Mo Alley. Um, Mo Alley was disappointing last week. I think he threw up a zero, but could he bounce back? Um, yeah, because you know what? They target him in the in the red zone. Um sure. I mean, Mo Alley Cox, I mean, they're T. Y. Hilton being out, um, Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal kind of your only other options. T. Y. or uh Naeem Hines hasn't exactly been having that consistent pass catching role you've seen all year. And you know what? The Jets uh against the tight end are actually kind of middle of the pack, so um, sure. I mean, if I think you could find a better streamer out there, though, because I yeah. think that's what Moali is. But yep. um, I'm with you. On I'm this not one. looking to start Moali, but sure. Um, but that's gonna be a fun matchup. I honestly think the Jets pull this one out. Call me. Whoa, crazy. I've got the the Colts by yeah. 14 or more. Oh no, dude! I think the, I think the Jets are pulling this one out. I like that. I, I, I hope we get a good that, game. I want a shootout. There's a lot of pieces that can help a lot of people, especially. With injuries and bye weeks going on, if if you happen to have Michael Carter go as RB one last week and you're firing up again, you just want a repeat of top fifteen level. I feel like 
this team's going to get that grittiness that Robert Sala is looking for. So maybe we see it. Maybe Mike White was the answer. All right. Let's break down some big picks of the week. Let's jump, let's jump into this right off the bat. Travis, your big pick of the week at quarterback. Who you got? Who's someone that stood out to you? It is going to be Tua Alabama. Projected 18, four, uh, 18 points this week against Houston. I think that is far too low. Everybody torches Houston. Stafford just had a nice day on him. Not that he doesn't do that to everybody, but Houston is just, they're in a really rough spot right now. And when your quarterback's going against them and he's got weapons like Waddle, Gasicki, Parker's back now, I feel like they're going to have their way with Houston. So uh, the, the one thing that shocked me when looking at Tua was 126 pass attempts over the last three weeks is second in the league to only Patrick Mahomes by four throws. That is surprising. Uh, with all the quarterbacks that are just slinging it right now, Tua is not somebody that comes to your mind when you think of high-volume passing. And it has been that. He's been really sneaky. He's had some big days. I think this is one of those days where he goes for 303 touchdowns, even if it's just in three or three-and-a-half quarters. I think they just light it up. I like that. You know, uh, the Texans are weak, so... I, I can see where you're getting that from. And Tua needs it, man. Uh, that dude has had one heck of a season um, in terms of just up and down roller coaster. This last week is particularly emotional for him. So hopefully he comes out and has a great game, man. I like the pick. I like it. It's forced him to, it's forced him to play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of like a cool, calm, and collected dude. Yeah. But it, it has to have some effect on you to want to play that much better and that much harder to just show them, like, I'm the one that you should believe in. You you brought me here because I was right. supposed to be the guy, so let's do this thing. Yeah, and he's just a fun dude to root for. My quarterback of the week, my big pick, Taysom Hill, the new starting quarterback, unfortunately due to injury, but nonetheless starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He's going up against a very soft and tantalizing matchup of Atlanta. And it's a divisional matchup, so it's got that little bit of extra juice to it that you like to see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to add that glaze that I like to see when it's brought to my plate. The Falcons are giving up the fifth most points to the opposing quarterback and the fourth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. And we know Taysom Hill, he loves to run. One of his better games last year when he was starting what came against Atlanta. So I'm firing him up. If you grabbed him off the of waivers, Throw him in there with some with some comfort. You know, this is going to be a fun guy to watch play. The offense, look, it's going to be ugly, uh, most likely. But you know what? Uh, rushing quarterback in fantasy is one thing that you look for, and this is what you got. So purely based on that alone, I'm taking Taysom against a soft defense. Fire him up. He's my big pick. Taysom Hill, the glaze man himself. <laughs> do, you, do you have any worry about... Sean Payton giving Simeon some work after what he was able to do last week against the Bucks. No, uh, because that was always the plan. Um, that was always okay. going to... So he sticks with Taysom and the years of experience over just one nice game from Simeon. Yeah, because he's he had already said that, you know, Taysom's not going to be our backup quarterback in-game. You know, uh, okay. if, if, if Winston's injured, we'll bring in Simeon. Uh, we're bringing someone else. 
um, and then Taysom will play after that. So I like it. I hope he has a huge day. I, I picked him up in leagues where I have Hurts, Mahomes. It didn't matter. If he was there and I could get him, I got him, hoping that he goes for the 25-point game and try to turn him into a position player that can give you some season-long value. You know, we didn't talk about – we weren't going to talk about one thing, but I wanted to bring this up because Taysom Hill is actually starting for another quarterback I had in a dynasty league. A man named Aaron Rodgers. Oh, 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 God. Yeah. Man, that was insane. And and if you listen to the last quick. episode and you heard how excited I was, that was a, a 1% snapshot of how I, excited I really was to go to this game. And I still am. I'm going to Kansas City. I'll be at Arrowhead. The plan was to cross off the bucket list of seeing Aaron Rodgers in person. Your guy. And I'm not going to be able to do it now because he got mm. COVID. However, I am going to find a game, even if it is Bears at Packers on Sunday Night Football. Oh, my. On December 12th. Don't ask me how I even know that or the date, because I haven't been looking at plane tickets and all that. <laughs> but I, like I will I will see Aaron Rodgers as a Packer. But that is huge news. It, it definitely hurts everybody on the Packers. Yeah. Um, we'll, we will get into a couple Packers later in the show. Well, at least one of them. Right. But... Sad news. I have Rodgers in a few leagues. This is going to be a great matchup for fans to watch. Man, let's. What do you got about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, that's all I had about Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to play. And Taysom Hill in my dynasty league lineup. Thank you, Taysom. Um, let's let's talk. That's it. That is a nice replacement. It is right. Have. What perfect timing, right? No joke. <laughs> oh, you're down. Oh, well, sorry, Jameis. Yep. Here here comes Taysom. Let's talk about someone who's going to make you feel good. Okay. Tell me about your running back pick right. of the week. I know this will make you feel pretty good. Pick of the week, I am confident and also really needing Elijah Mitchell projected 11.79 to surpass that. I think he, he gets 16-plus points. He's had back-to-back weeks of 18 carries out of the backfield. Yep. And now returns George Kittle who is the best run-blocking tight end in the NFL. It's not Just close. Hall of Fame tight end blocker. If you, watch, if you watch some clips, they're all over YouTube of just blocking for Kittle. Yeah. And the difference it has on their run game, it is insane. It is an immediate game changer for their run game and their offense as a whole. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Hopefully he stays healthy for a little while and Elijah Mitchell can continue. This would be three games in a row over 15, 15 to 18 points. So Elijah Mitchell, wait. what a great acquisition. I hope he can keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you, glad you have him. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there at the end. Really, really. Just awesome. Great, great, great game by Elijah. This should be nice. Oh, nice acquisition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. You know, if it weren't for the fact that I have him in every other league, I would be upset. Yeah. That was one of two running backs you gave me. At least for Javante Williams, you got Michael Thomas. Is there any news about Michael Thomas today? <laughs> nope. No news. Moving on. Nope. There never Moving was. Moving on. Nope. Michael Thomas isn't actually a player, so we don't have to talk about him because he doesn't play in the NFL. Michael Thomas or Josh Gordon? in the Gordon. NFL. Josh Gordon. <laughs> yep. Anyone else? Name a name. All right, let's hear, your, let's hear your running back. I might as well have Jim Brown on my fantasy roster. Travis, <laughs> is that what you want to hear? Yes. I'd rather have Warren Moon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign him. I, and name anyone else. Walter Payton? I, I could put him on my team. He'll score as many points as Michael Thomas will. <laughs> Why? Why, Mike? 
Carry on. You can't We're, guard Mike. It is. You it's can't sad. guard Mike because he doesn't play the game. It's really sad. You can't sad. guard Mike because he doesn't play. That's why you can't guard Mike. Yeah, the Twitter handle doesn't give you context. Can somebody go check Mike. on this man? I don't think he's doing okay over there. I know we're both tired. It's late at night, but I think Michael Thomas has sent him over the edge. Somebody check on Dustin. Football is pain, man. Football is pain. <laughs> football is live. You play through the pain. I'm over here on the mic. I'm in pain. Because you, Mike, you're not going to play football? Get out of here. Let's talk you know, Let's talk about my running backs. You want to talk about my, about my running backs? I got running backs to talk about. That's all it took to about- fire you up was to mention Michael Thomas. Oh, I'm going to write that, that down next show. When the energy drops oh, a little goodness. bit, mention Michael Thomas. Mm. Uh, right now I'm just in the anger stage. I'm like in the denial stage. I like it. Let's talk about running backs. My running back pick of the week, Ezekiel Elliott. But more importantly, Tony Pollard. In Tony Pollard. Oh, yeah. All caps. You hit that caps lock and you just type in those letters. No more Von Miller for the Broncos, and that means one-way ticket to just Painville for the Broncos. Tony Pollard's about ready to run all over these dudes. Just It's a team that already struggles against the run. They haven't given up a bunch of touchdowns, only five on the year, but they are going to get a healthy dose of this running game because I have a feeling that Cooper Rush is about to play another game for the Cowboys. Nothing against Cooper but they le- they're going to lean on the run. I think he's enough to get them over the hump. And that two-headed monster that is the running game for Dallas is going to just gash this already vaunted. They lost their leader. You know, so I'm I love it. I'm I'm all in on this rushing attack for the Dallas Cowboys. You can honestly, I'm starting. I kind of have to. I'm starting Tony Pollard in our home league, but I feel comfortable with it. Uh, I'm going to throw him out there. I think he can get a touchdown this game. I think he's going to be relevant for you. Um, if Christian McCaffrey plays and you're not able to start Hubbard, Tony Pollard becomes your RB1, right? <laughs> and your yeah. RB2, you already yeah. said last I show, thought you already made that decision. Yeah, I mean, my running back two, if, like, let's say Chuba isn't playing, my running back two would be adrian peterson (laughs) two weeks ago episode 28 we said the adrian peterson of episodes and here we are the man is back in the league starting for you in our home league fantasy football at its finest when we're talking about retired players like michael thomas and adrian peterson i hate you and all of a sudden you know what only one of them is playing for you i would have and it's Adrian Peterson. All right, carry on. He will never be on my <laughs> roster again. That man will never hurt me. It's going to cost me so much money. My wide receiver, big pick of the week. Michael Thomas. Out, <laughs> out of Buffalo, Emmanuel Sanders projected 10.9 points versus the Jaguars, who are bottom 10 against wide receivers. They're probably bottom 10 against everything. But it's been – uh, Emmanuel Sanders had four straight games in double digits before last week's letdown. He has the most end zone targets in the NFL at wide receiver, which is wild. And then last week, he was on the level of A.J. Brown and Deontay Johnson with over 100 air yards at 108. I feel like the writing is on the wall. They get Emmanuel Sanders heavily involved, um, and they connect on some some shots, especially in the red zone because – you don't just you're not just the the most targeted receiver in the NFL in the red zone or in the end zone. 
like out of chance. We're eight weeks in. That's a real stat. You know, it's 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 frustrating because one, you have a point, but two, if you watch the formations, if you actually look at the data, uh, Stephon Diggs is not in on a lot of these plays when they're in the five and ten zone. I don't understand it. Like you, a lot of times on first it's down, because they know that you have them. Probably, they probably get calls from Michael Thomas. Like, hey, <laughs> take this dude out. I'm mad. You're you're saying that Michael Thomas is finding other ways to sabotage your team. I'm saying Michael Thomas is the devil, okay? It can't be confirmed. There's no science behind it. But I have a theory, okay, that this man is not a good man. Who is your wide receiver start of the week, your big pick? My wide receiver big pick of the week, Chase Claypool. He's fixing to give my Bears a really rough time. Look, my Bears, I love my Bears. I'm decked out in Bears gear right now. I, I, I'm, I'm super fanning it out because, we, you know what, we gave it a good try and we still lost last week. But this week, look, we got to come to reality, come to terms. We don't do well against the wide receiver right now. And Chase Claypool just happens to be one of those. Um, the Bears surrendering the third, the, the third most points to the wide receiver right now in fantasy and look uh i i just think they're going to be able to get it done i think chase claypool is going to have one of those big bomb touchdowns it's you know you can't predict those but i feel like this feels like one of the weeks where that's going to happen um i just feel like he's just too good he's going to see the volume i think they're going to score points on this bears defense so chase claypool i i feel comfortable having him as my big pick and i like watching the dude play so I'll be watching this game happy either way. I'm So Chase Claypool, fire him up, put him in. Dude's going off. He seems like a legitimately really good guy too. Yeah. Just watching his interviews and his interactions with fans on social media. Yeah. It's not somebody that's just going through the motions. Like he genuinely likes to interact with people that are not also superstars. And it's cool to watch. He looks like a fun dude. You know what? Let me, let me yeah. follow this up because you've got an interesting, uh, tight end i also have an interesting tight end your tight end that you're about to say is my favorite big pick of all eight picks really i think it's the safest of the eight it like it feels like it not 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 like oh dustin you made a safe call like i think this is the most right call for a huge week yeah my tight end pick this week is none other than mike the gesicko mode gesicki he's facing the texans you know, shocker here, he's going to beat them up because he's not just a tight end, he's their number one receiver. And look, Gasicki, if you've been watching this dude play, they use him all over the field. He he's super athletic and he just I, I think he's blossoming into a, a really good weapon that you can, you know, rely on in a pinch. And that's exactly what the Dolphins find themselves in. They don't have I mean Devontae Parker, you know, he'll play in this game. But I like Gesicki against the Texans team who gives up a wonderful amount of points to the tight end. So Mike Gesicki, this is going to be a fun one to watch. If you need a streamer uh, and Gesicki, for whatever reason, isn't picked up in your league, go get him. Put him in your lineup. He's going to produce. I love it. I think Gesicki is balling out right before our eyes. This is the, the Tanyan-esque breakout he was he's been inside the top eight back-to-back years but he is currently number three in the league in targets and he's a freak athlete i think he's going to finish around 
four or five. Like he he's going to continue this success. I yeah. think that's a great pick. No health around him. You know the wide receiver been banged up. So yeah, it just it, this season has worked out really nicely for Mike Gesicki. Who's your tight end pick this week, man? Tight end. I'm not obsessed with this pick, but the numbers tell me that he is finding a role here in this offense. And I think Tyler mm-hmm. Conklin projected at 6.2 points. All he's got to do is catch, you know, 40, 50 yards and a score to succeed as a big pick and get into that double digit category. Baltimore is giving up the most points to tight end so far on the year. And I feel like coming off the bye week, it doesn't feel like you're going to come out of the bye and your main focus is how do we stop Tyler Conklin? It's Thielen and Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. So that may be reading too much into it, but I feel like Conklin is becoming very trusted by Kirk Cousins. He's got back-to-back games with five or more targets and 50 yards. That's starting to build some consistency. I think he can make that three in a row with five targets, 50 yards plus. And if he gets in the end zone, he will be a double-digit tight end. And we know that that's hard to find right now. I like that pick. Um, Yeah, Tyler Conklin, he's looked good. He's made some big plays, and they trust him, um, especially on third down. So, good pick. I like it. That he's who I Irv, that's why people loved Irv Smith so much is that there is a role for an athletic tight end in this offense, and now he's by himself without Irv there. They thought Herndon might help with that, but that again has not worked out. So I think Conklin is going to be a very serviceable tight end. For I the like rest it. Of I I like it. Um, you know, let's talk some matchups. Let's switch it up, Travis, because we've we've been t- doing some player speak. Let's talk some. Some heavy-hitting matchups right now. We've got a fun one on tap. We've got three games we're going to break down. First one, Chargers and the Eagles. Bunch of, well, I don't know what the Eagles are at this point. They just scored 40 points, and then they can also just absolutely lose their minds and not be able to do anything. Um, I don't trust Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, but in fantasy, that doesn't really matter. Um, Chargers don't want you to pass on them, and the Eagles can't really pass. So this kind of feels like an okay matchup for the Eagles. What do you? What are your feelings on on the Eagles' weapons in this matchup? Do you do you feel like Boston Scott's someone you can start? I like him. Yeah, I like. Obviously, I like Hurts. I think the game script is going to be favoring the Chargers. So. Yeah. That usually works out well fantasy-wise for the Eagles players. I like Jalen Hurts in this one. I like Smith, Boston Scott, and Goddard. I'm not big on the the plug-and-play of Jordan Howard. Oh, I don't gross. think there's a second receiver that you can trust right now, even with, with Watkins finding some lucky plays here and there. or I, I think Rager's still banged up. So I think Smith is fine. Goddard's good. Um, yeah, I, I trust the Eagles weapons to get it done from a fantasy perspective i don't think they win the game i think they're coming from behind which is what you want okay i like it i like the i like the analysis um yeah the like you said the the chargers weapons um in this in this one probably going to be okay um the eagles weapons though other than the running back i don't trust them not this is not a good combo the the rushing utilization though in this team very intriguing um, who do you got in this game? I've got the Chargers winning this one. Yeah, I like the Chargers. I th- and I, I think that works out well for what, well for right. what they want to do, too. They don't, they're not going to face a huge pushback, I don't think, from the Eagles. I think Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, 
uh, and Austin Eckler are going to have plenty of fine days. Sure. And then we get to see fourth quarter uh, Jalen Hurts. So don't yep. watch this game until the fourth quarter if you're if you have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. It will be okay. It's going to be rough for a little while, but it'll be okay. For sure. The Cardinals and the 49ers are locking horns in this matchup. Kyler Murray's a little banged up. The 49ers coming off of a win. Um, there's some interesting guys in this matchup. We've talked about Elijah Mitchell. I'm a little bit worried about this Cardinals team because I'm. we get to this point every year, it seems like, in the last few years, where teams have kind of started to figure out the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury cannot adjust. So I'm worried. If, if we're being 100% honest, I'm worried. Um, A.J. Green is on the COVID list. Um, DeAndre Hopkins still a little banged up. Um, it's just this team is not – they're not like – peaking right now it's kind of it's rocky right now so i i'm predicting an upset in this game i think that the 49ers are gonna be able to run the ball i love um brandon Ayuk in this game i like george kittle coming back it, it, it seems like the 49ers are going to have a nice game in this one yeah i think the 49ers win this game i think the cardinals drop a second in a row Kyler is going to have to show us, and he might have. But for me, in my head, he's going to have to show us. He needs to. On a bum ankle, I can sit in the pocket, move around in the pocket enough, and win games from here. Yep. Because the later you get in the Mm. year, especially in the playoffs, these defenses are getting better and better. Everybody has seen what you do now for 18 weeks. They're going to force you to stay in the pocket and beat them from there because that's what you don't want to do. Whereas if it's – Stafford or Brady or Rodgers or Mahomes, they can all sit back there and pick you apart. So Kyler's going to have to take that step and not rely on his legs. I know that's what he does. That's what Lamar does. But you see when they don't let Lamar do that, it's trouble. So we'll see. We'll see if he can make that adjustment. I think on the 49ers side, I really like the IU call. I like the return to George Kittle, uh, what that does for the run game, as we said earlier. Debo's a little bit banged up. I don't think that they overuse him. Shanahan does expect him to practice tomorrow on a limited basis. So, of course. Otherwise, he'll badmouth him. Yeah, I, sure. I, I don't love Debo. Obviously, banged up. He's not notoriously a good guy when he's playing through injury. But I think they find a way to do it. I, I like the 49ers here, too. Yeah, I'm breaking out the Kyler jersey for this game, man. It's, uh, it's making You an need appearance. it. Yeah, it's making an appearance. It's, I've got to have it. The last game we're going to break down, the Vikings and the Ravens kind of talked about Tyler Conklin already in this one. Um, is there – let's let's make this a little bit easier. Is there anyone you're not playing in this um, game? I am not playing Rashad Bateman until I see a really good game. I think – I don't think Lamar can support Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, and how much he runs. I That he can. If you add to yeah. that, I don't think so. We saw it with Willie Sneed, Sammy Watkins. They're, they they want to hype up another option to try to take some attention away, but everybody knows going to the game. It's going to be Andrews, it's going to be deep shots to Hollywood, and then it's going to be the run-pass option. I think coming off of the bye, I think you're going to see more of Bateman. I really do. I think they have been waiting for him to get back up to speed. But like, what would be a, what would be a successful week well, for he, you? Well, I think he's going to be more efficient. I think he can get around those eight targets. Um, I think he can get, you know, 60 yards and I think he can get in the end zone. So 
Um, for me, that's a successful outing. Um, you know, he gets you, he gets you solid flex numbers. I, if you need a flex, I feel okay with Rashad Bateman in this one, um, because I think that there's going to be points scored. And uh, with Latavius Murray out, I don't trust a single one of those running backs, so they're going to have to throw the ball. So, all right, have at it, man. Uh, Viking side, you're starting everybody. I don't know about uh, not Kirk. I, I'm not big on Kirk Cousins. Um, I think the Ravens coming off by Harbaugh's a damn good coach, and I think he will be prepared for this Vikings offense. They're going to have to establish the run early. They're not just going to let them abuse them with Thielen and Jefferson all day. We'll see. Uh, it, if Dalvin comes to play, it's going to be hard to not stop them or not stop him and then also stop Jefferson and Thielen. So that'll be interesting to see. I think Kirk, if you're in a pinch, you might have to, but I would stay away um, if you have another choice. Um, all right. So good matchups there. That'll be fun. Let's go ahead and talk about our do, do they bounce or does it bounce some guys that we feel could or may not bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Bounce, bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Are we about to bounce? Let's bounce. Let's just run through these really quick because these are names that we know and we've been hearing about. Travis, we'll just alternate. Quarterback. Let's go. Who is it? Justin Herbert. Here's why. Two terrible fantasy games in a row. It will not be three in a row. They're too good for that. Too many weapons. Um, offense, offenses with weapons like that, like the Chargers have, they do not stay down for that long. Coming off of an 18 completion day, which is by far one of the lowest of his young career, uh, they will get right. I think it's going to be a high-volume offense this week. It'll be a fun game for all fantasy managers. I like it. Um, my quarterback is none other than Mike, the magic white. He is going to come into this game with a hot hand and he has the belief of that team behind him, which actually says a lot short week. Maybe they don't have enough time to prep for him. The Colts give up points at the quarterback and they have given up, I believe the second most passing touchdowns in the league. So, uh, one to watch out for. I think if you are in a two quarterback league, I think he is someone that you can absolutely start and feel good about it. Running back, my running back, and this is one of the few times you may feel comfortable playing this man this season. It's none other than Miles Gaskin playing the Texans. Anytime you see that Houston pop up on the matchup, you know it's going to be a good day for your guy. Play Gaskin. He'll get the work. Could even see some touchdowns, but feel good in this one. Um, of course, now that I say that, he's going to have a dud. But uh, Gaskin. I like I like his backup in this one as a sneaky Salvin play. Ahmed? Uh, yeah, I think he, as the season, this is kind of a bold call here, but I think as the season goes on, he starts to take over that job. Ooh, all right. I like it. Keep an eye yeah. out for Salvan Ahmed. Um, possible deep sleeper, so maybe pick him up. Who knows? You know what? In a match like this, it doesn't hurt. Pick him up, you know, Sunday waivers. Put him on the end of your bench. If something happens, something happens, and now you got a piece. Yep. Who's your running back? A.J. Dillon, um, another guy who has had a string of bad games. He's due for a bounce back with Rodgers out now with COVID. I expect the Packers to really lean on the run game as much as they can uh, to keep this one close. While it's close, I think it's very run-centered. 15 touches feels pretty safe for Dillon uh, combined on the ground and, and screen passes. 
I think he can get to 75 total yards and maybe find the end zone. So I think that's a reasonable stat line. Regardless of game script, I think Dylan's going to be involved because they're not just going to let Jordan Love. So essentially what he did last week, but with a touchdown. Yeah, I think last week he had over, I think it's 16 rushes. Yep, 16 for 78. Yeah, so so he may not get 16 rushes, but I think 12 or 13 and two or three catches, I think is very reasonable to repeat. Yeah, two or three catch, catches would be pretty, pretty reasonable. It's not for Michael Thomas, but for, for A.J. Dillon, <laughs> I think it would be reasonable. All right. Let's talk about your wide receiver pick. Um, I'm I'm sensing a theme with some of the players we're high on this week. Um, yeah, yeah, we uh, we we are all in on the Dolphins. This absolutely. Week. So, <laughs> Jalen Waddle, he's actually not in Houston, as I said on Twitter earlier. I was corrected. Thank you, Frank Amarante, for letting me know. I got so excited that I saw him playing Houston. I thought he was in Houston, where he's from. We actually went to the same high school, very far apart. Oh, wow. But I think playing his hometown NFL team, Jalen Waddle quietly is inside of the top 10 in targets for receivers. With all the all-star, big-body, big-name receivers, little Jalen Waddle, the rookie, is top 10 in targets through eight weeks. Yeah, none of them have also been on the Dolphins, though. So there's literally been True. no one else to throw to. So True, it is, but, it's but still, it, it's, he is producing. He's getting volume and producing. 12 targets last week, even with Devontae Parker back. Yeah. I love all the Dolphins. You love all the Dolphins. Spinner, bottlenose, orcas, if you will. It doesn't matter what Dolphin it is. This week, it's going to be a waddle, and I love it. I'm looking for a huge game. Look out for those Dolphins. My wide receiver, we talked about him already, Brandon Ayuk against Arizona. I feel like this is the these are the wheels being put back on the bandwagon. Everyone's kind of getting together like, okay, guys, we got a little bit too taken away. We're fixing this wagon. He caught a touchdown last week, and I think we're starting to see that confidence. Not just seeing it, you know, he having it in himself, but the coaching staff trusting him, Jimmy G., trusting him they're throwing him the ball you know Arizona is a favorable matchup through the air and so I think we're gonna see an even better Ayuk and this is where if you sold uh sold him or if you bought him low I think this is where you start to see that return on your investment I just picked him up in a dynasty league for a second round pick when the panic was just out of control so I'm rooting for him here we go Brandon can't wait to see you do your thing Brandon Ayuk versus the Cardinals. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. That's right. Let's go, Brandon. All right. Oh, let's revisit some fantasy fight club. Here we go. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. Fantasy Fight Club. Another installment. Round We're one, not baby. We're going to mention any team names here. Travis, because we've been there. We done still that. just don't vet the names of these teams at all. We are finding no, they were vetted so that we wouldn't say that. But we are finding that as creative as people are, they are equally oh, as just filthy terrible, pirates of terrible. the mouth. So all right, but Lavar J is is one of our our favorite follows right now. Heavily, heavily active in the responses we appreciate it lavar follow him at lavar l-e-v-a-r-j-757 
Yeah, let's break down this matchup. I don't know which team's his. Um, I'm assuming it's seven. The, the truth, truth seven, seven five, five seven. seven. That makes sense. All right, Lavar. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then we've got him versus the Heights Mac. Round one. You got Chuba Hubbard in there, so you kind of ride in the same um, roller coaster that I've been on with the CMC injury. Um, your opponent. Um, let's break down the quarterback matchup first. You've got Dak Prescott against Denver. He's got Matthew Stafford against Tennessee. Oof. Um, you really need have a backup plan. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to look into a backup plan. Um, I don't know that Dak actually plays in this game. I think they might have liked what they saw in Cooper Rush um, enough to say that we can push back Dak, and we have enough. Uh, we have enough momentum going with us to beat a kind of reeling Denver team. So have a yep. contingency plan. I don't know who your backup quarterback is, but keep an eye on that. You're going up against uh, Travis's favorite quarterback in the whole wide world, Matt Stafford. You got that right. We do know that Boston Scott is LeVar's replacement for, for Hubbard if CMC goes. Either way, looking down at the matchup, the Heights Mac, his team, real quick, Matthew Stafford, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Hollywood Brown, Jared Cook, T. Higgins. I think that team will beat our man, LeVar, Ooh. Prescott, Chubb, Chiba Hubbard, Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, Mark Andrews and Debo. I think a lot rides on the health of Debo and the touchdown dependency of Mark Andrews. If Mark Andrews can have 80 to 100 in a score, it'll be a lot closer. But I think the weapons on the left side of this, the Heights Mac, I think he he gets it done in this one. No, I got to say I disagree with you on this one. Um, I disagree one if if Dak doesn't play again, I don't know who your backup quarter, quarterback is, but I I will tell you that a lot of Matt Stafford's production comes from one Cooper Cup, and he happens to be on the team of our man Lavar Chuba Hubbard. I do think he's going to play this this week, and this is that's an interesting uh, fantasy philosophy conversation. Maybe we can spend thirty seconds. Sure. On it. Do you prefer to have? If you if you're the Stafford owner and your opponent has cup, mm -hmm. is that a comforting thing for you or are you disappointed? Um, you're kind of neutralized because you know, in my opinion, I like I, it. You like to have if I have Mahomes and my opponent, if their best receiver is Tyreek, I'm like, all right, canceled him I out. I don't think he cancels him out necessarily because if he goes off, I'm getting a lot of that. Well, sure, you're getting a lot of it, but for every you know, like let's say that he has 150 yards, you know, in a standard league. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be a hundred or that's 15 points for Cooper cup, but that's only going to be six points, um, for, for Matthew Stafford. So a big game for Cooper cup doesn't necessarily mean a huge game for Matt Stafford. Um, so I like having, I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that poll out and see how people feel. I, that's an interesting, I'd be interesting, to, interesting, interesting thing to, to see it. About. But his second wide receiver is a guy that I'm ha I'm feeling that he's going to have a, a bounce back game in Mike Williams. Um, and then of course he's got Mark Andrews, um, and then he's got Debo Samuel, uh, guys that are heavily utilized in the offense. And then, of course, his defense and his kicker are two guys I like uh, because kickers are kind of a wild card as well. But Tyler Bass, um, he's someone, uh, especially on an offense like the Bills, he's going to be in a scoring position a lot of times. And what do we see? We see sometimes the, the drives stall out for the Bills. I think the offensive possessions are going to be plentiful for the bills and i think tyler bass gives you a solid 
possibly even 12 points in this game. The Rams defense not having to go against Derrick Henry, that's a huge, huge boon to that defense. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that defense. So it's not hard to see our man LeVar pulling this out. If Dak plays, uh, pencil that in for a win. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, this matchup. Najee Harris has been good, but you know what? Would it shock me to see the Bears actually uh, stifle the run? No. You've got Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris on, on the same team um, that LeVar is going up against. And you know who can't score touchdowns at the same time? Both of those guys. So if Najee Harris has a big game, Deontay Johnson might not have a big game. And, of course, that's a good one. If Claypool comes in or Freemuth gets a touchdown, yeah, it's going to get real close because that's two guys that are your stars that are not going to be able to score for the next 15 minutes or so. So For sure. And you know what the funny thing is? He's got Denver's kicker, um, his, the guy that's going against LeVar. And if if he kicks you know, enough field goals, he could have a good game, but his defense suffers. So Yeah, weird play. Weird play there. You know, that's, that's an inter- interesting dynamic there. Uh, not too, don't have to read too – I don't like to cancel, cancel out my own defense. Right, don't have to read too much into it. But I don't think it's too far out there to think that LeVar could pull this off. I like his, I like his guys more. Um, so, LeVar, I'm pulling for you, man. All right, so Dustin – Dustin's team Lavar, Travis team Heights Mac. Not be, not that I like him more, Lavar. <laughs> Don't go there. But I think okay. that he beats you this week, just based on what I'm looking at right now. Number two, Fight Club round two. Round two. Andrew versus Brian. Um, Dustin, I will let you know that Emmanuel Sanders will take Barkley's spot. Um. So go ahead, give me the first initial reaction. I'll let you do quarterbacks and receivers. I'll take it from running backs and tight ends. So you'll take running backs and tight ends. So the quarterbacks going up in this matchup, one team has Joe Burrow, and the other one has Derek Carr. Derek Carr is down a weapon. We'll kind of leave it at that. Um, And Joe Burrow going against a reeling Cleveland defense who has been struggling against wide receivers lately. Um, And he's got plenty of those. I like Cincinnati in that matchup. The wide receivers, though, um, you got Cordero Patterson and Amari Cooper on one side against Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddell. Oh, man, the risk there feels rough because Cordero Patterson is going to get touches. Amari Cooper um, against Denver. Um, A little bit of risk, but um, this looks to be a PPR league or at least a half point. Um, Amari Cooper feels good in this matchup. Uh, the wide receivers though, Debo Samuel, um, he's obviously a favorite target of Jimmy G, but Jalen Waddle, it scares me to think that, yeah, he could have targets, but I think this could be a game where Mike Kosicki could steal some touchdowns. So, um, you don't say I'm just, 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 (laughs) just kind of have a a little bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a hunch, um, that it could be a good game for Kosicki. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, I like it. So we've got four strong running back plays this week. Um, on the left side, we've got Jonathan Taylor, Zeke Elliott versus Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. I'm going to go left there. I think Jonathan Taylor and Zeke, like we said earlier, have big days. Not really sure what to expect out of Jacobs this week. Najee will be heavily involved as always. That's a, those are some really good running backs in this matchup. And then at tight end, 
Yeah. Dalton Schultz and Kyle Pitts. Clear edge to Pitts here. Um, I like Schultz a yeah. lot better if Dak is able to go. Not 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 a lot sure. better than Pitts, but I like Schultz with Dak a lot better than Schultz with Cooper Rush because I think that will force him to go uh, more Pollard and Zeke, like you said. Um, in the flex, though, Elijah Mitchell and Herbert. I'm leaning to Mitchell there. I think that Andrew pulls this out. I like Joe Burrow, Zeke, Taylor, Corderell, Mari Cooper, Pitts, Mitchell, and Parker. And the Bills' defense could easily have a 15, 20-point day against Jacksonville. I think Ooh. they get it done. Bold. I don't know that Jacobs and Debo and Dalton Schultz and Herbert, there's a lot of uh, room for some quiet days there. So we're going with the Burrow side like of this it. one. I'm with you there. I think Andrew pulls this one out. Better luck next week, Brian. That's going to do it for our Fantasy Fight Club round two. Um, I'm excited for this this segment to expand. I, I like doing these. Yeah. Uh, I hope to have more listener submissions in the future. These are just fun. These are fun to do. Um, we got some really interesting ideas for some content going forward. I think that's going to be a big part. Absolutely. I'll wrap this up with the infamous would you rather question of the night would you rather this one is a little deeper dustin than foon, uh, spoon versus okay. fork so spoon versus spork gotcha. yeah spoon versus spork uh if you would like to take a few seconds to really think about it before answering you could do that i will repeat the question twice here's the first time would you rather lose your sight or all of your memories Oh, goodness. I'd rather lose my sight. You'd rather keep all your memories that you have to this point in your life and never see again or wipe them clean yeah. and be able to see and start over. Um, yeah. I yeah. like that means that you've had a life that you have really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. I mean, there's just so much knowledge up here and to lose it all <laughs> I was, would just I was be wondering if you're gonna go there a colossal waste and just honestly a detriment to the community and everyone i come in contact <laughs> with oh wow i can't imagine what everyone around me would lose i too I were just to lose all the i too would choose to keep my memories i have loved my life yeah. to this point and uh for sure your relationships don't change by losing your sight and that that's what life is about that's what's important if you had all the knowledge that you just spoke of, you would have known, do not trade for Michael Thomas. We will end the show with that. <laughs> so it's a low blow. It's a low blow. Theme of the show. And you guys have just you have just witnessed the uh the final episode of Losing <laughs> Sucks. This Thank has been a good so run. Thank you so much for listening. I would tell you to follow us on Twitter at Losing Sucks, but that Twitter handle will no longer exist after this episode. It will now be Travis um, and Michael Thomas as he's no yeah, longer. Yeah, it'll in the now league. be Michael Thomas Sucks on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. He is Travis Masterson. I'm a broken man. Thank you so much. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>